630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Mark Scheifele has a hat trick for the Winnipeg Jets. They now lead Minnesota 4-1 early in the third period. It is 1-0 Hurricanes over the Panthers halfway through the second. Teravainen with the goal there. Getting underway in half an hour in Calgary. The Flames who've won seven in a row take on the Ducks. The Ducks are here tomorrow. 7 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show will commence at 5.30. And Jack Eichel is in for the Golden Knights tonight. 8 o'clock start against the Colorado Avalanche. 9.10 p.m. Mountain tonight. Women's gold medal game at the Olympics, Canada and the United States. I will definitely be watching that one. Well, the Edmonton Elks have been uh, really busy over the last six weeks. Chris Jones came in. Victor Kui hired as the new club president. Lots of uh, signings and player moves along the way, including the addition of this gentleman. We welcome to Inside Sports, Duran Carter. Duran, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I am. Uh, I'm doing quite well. It's nice to talk to you. Well, where are you checking in from tonight, Duran? Uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Sunny Boca Raton, Florida. Okay. Well, probably less snow than there is here. I'm going to guess. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, uh, look, I, I got to dive in here with the big question. I guess you you last played in the CFL with the BC Lions in 2019. What have you been up to since then? Uh, man, uh, coaching a little junior college football, man, and just keeping my head low, man. And, uh, working on myself. Uh, always working out and staying around the game, and uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity for Coach Jones. Okay, so when it comes to that opportunity, obviously in 2020 we didn't have a season, and then in 2021 we had the abbreviated season that saw Winnipeg win again. Were were you thinking, yeah, I'm going to get back into playing? Were you on the mindset that, you know, maybe your playing career was behind you? I'm just wondering where you were at. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was moving on to, you know, bigger and better things. Uh, I, I wasn't going to sit there and focus uh, on, you know, the, the free agency and going back and forth with teams and everything. I always knew that if somebody wanted me, you know, they would come and get me. So, lo and behold, here I am. Okay, so when Chris Jones reached out to you, well, what was your reaction? Surprised? Were, did you Were you kind of like, what's going on? Or tell me how that played out. Uh, no, I, 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 this is kind of kind of what I what I expected. You know, uh, I always want to be in a situation where I'm wanted. You know, and and if it, if it came down to where I wasn't wanted by a CFL team and that was the end of my career, you know, so be it. Uh, but I'm thankful for with Coach Jones, uh, and you know, I, I'm another chance to play the game that I love. Right on. Okay, and I did think it was interesting, Duran, when the Elks announced your signing, they specifically said defensive back Deron Carter now I know you played there and I remember you making some pretty big plays there I also remember you very well as a receiver and making some pretty big plays there um your thoughts on being added specifically as a defensive back here uh, man, I, I like the I like the uh, defensive back move personally. I mean, uh, honestly, if you like the the media ruined my shots at receiver, <laughs> uh, so it, you know the the whole heartache of, of Deron Carter and this and that, and you know my my attitude or fire during the game, or however you want to interpret it. You know, 
know, I'm just I'm just completely done with that. You know, when you're on defense, you know, when you bring fire, everybody likes it. So I'm just focused on uh, bringing bringing more energy to the defense, and you know, anything I could do to help out the defense. Okay, so just so just to expand on that, and we should clarify, this is the first time you and I have talked. Um, in terms of, so do you feel? I'll, I'll, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'll put something out there, and then you can clarify it. You can do you clarify. feel? Do you feel that some of your uh, behavior then was misrepresented in the past? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can. There's there's plenty of people that know me in person, you know, and, and know my intent and what I'm trying to do, uh, you know, with them in my heart and winning games and everything. But uh, you know, I'm 30 years old right now. It, it, my, my my goal is to win a great cup. I've never been to a great cup, so anything I could possibly do to win a great cup, you know, I'm gonna do. Uh, I wish, you know. I could be uh, interpreted as, as you say, you know, in a better light. Um, but that's what comes. But that's what comes with it. And you know, somebody's somebody's got to be the villain, and, and it used to be me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you help the Elks win a Grey Cup after going three and eleven, I don't think anybody's going to think you're a villain. <laughs> it was a pretty tough season here <laughs> last year, as uh, as I'm sure you know. You, you, you know, you mentioned being 30 years old. I guess when you get to a new decade, it's a bit of a milestone. Uh, when you look back on a 20-year-old Duran Carter, what do you think some of the biggest lessons you've learned are? Uh, man, you know, uh, just being, I would say being a coach helped me realize more about uh, the ripples uh, that you make as a player. You know, uh, as a player, sometimes, you know, when you're a really good player, and you're confident in yourself. Uh, you're you're a big stone in a small pond, and you don't really recognize the ripples and how it takes effect on the, on the other people and other teammates. So being able to sit back and having to manage, you know, about about 25 Duran Carters, <laughs> it kind of you know helps helps me step back and realize what I need to do, you know, where I need to be, and especially you know as a, as 30 years old, you know, as a veteran on the team, the things I need to do. Yeah, well, you kind of killed two birds with one stone because I was going to ask you what you like most about coaching, but I, I think you sort of covered it. You just like, I guess, having an impact on the next generation of players. Uh, yes, sir, definitely. You know, and like I said, you know, I feel like a lot of the times my actions I feel were misunderstood, and being able to, you know, have that uh, notion in my head with coaching my players, you know, I'm a, I'm a player's coach, definitely. Yeah, uh, Duran Carter, defensive back for Edmonton Elks, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So, playing DB in the CFL, the the one thing a lot of guys have said to me is is defending the waggle can be the toughest thing. What what do you think it is? Is is that accurate, or is it a different story for you? Uh, man, honestly, it it's just it's just a different covers a lot of a lot of guys grow up playing the american style and you know going up against stationary receivers so it's really just being comfortable um i would say that i would much rather not go up against a guy in a waggle <laughs> it is safe. Uh, but um being receiver um kind of allows me to know the trajectory of the waggle where guys are going what they're trying to do and everything so that i feel like that in a sense gives me an advantage 
Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool stuff. Hey, I got I got to ask you about a couple other things, John. This is really cool to have you on the show. I'm old enough to obviously have seen you play and to have seen a gentleman by the name of Chris Carter play. Um, your your memories. I know. I guess you would have been relatively young, but your memories of your dad as a player. Uh, yeah, man, I, we were at every game, every home game, and we probably tried to make it to about two or three away games every season. Uh, we had the same seats, and, and I, I remember it vividly, you know, that Chris Carter and Randy Moss, you know. I used to always mess with my dad and tell him my favorite player was Randy Moss. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that in my play. <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, it, it was great. Uh, I had to attribute uh, all my, all the love of my uh, the game to my dad. You know, I've been around it uh, my whole life. Uh, my second word was ball before mom. <laughs> you know, so I I just been born to play football. The uh, the 1998 Minnesota Vikings. Uh, one of the greatest teams not to win the Super Bowl, of course. I, I don't mean to bring up a bad memory Man. for you or your family, but, uh, I mean, that that team was uh, – I don't know how well you remember that team, but uh, they were awesome. Uh, yeah, man, I, I would say that was – I remember that year we lost the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons in the playoffs, and, man, that was the first time I had ever seen my, my dad cry, man. I never, never before seen my dad even close to tears. And and not get into the Super Bowl that year, and and we had the best, obviously the best team in the NFL. Uh, man, that that was heart wrenching. Yeah, for sure. Your relationship with your dad when it comes to sports, and, and I ask you this in this context, Duran, because I've you know I've done a lot of father son, father daughter, mother daughter interviews over the years where the parent is in a sport and and the kid maybe is excelling in the same sport or a different sport. Some parents have told me I tried to steer my kid away from the same sport I was in because I know what all the all the stress is about, but they went into it anyway. Whereas other parents have said, no, no, I, I took him or her under my wing all the way and. And, uh, we, you know, the kid wound up doing the same thing. What was it like for, for you and your dad? Uh, man, you know, he, he never he never pushed me any which way. Uh, football was always just something I, I wanted to do. Uh, it, it was, it's been my first love uh, ever since I have my first laid eyes on it. And, you know, he's kind of he's kind of steered me the way, you know, he doesn't know what better teacher to have than a Hall of Fame receiver than to be a receiver coach, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm just really thankful, you know, for him to have allowed me, you know, I fully embraced myself in the game. I was all I was always with him at practice on the weekends. Anytime I could get a chance to watch film and growing up, even uh, when he was retired, we'd watch NFL games and I'd have to call out the coverage or call out the, and call out the play and just always, you know, tuning my brain uh, to, to be part of football. Yeah, well, that's awesome stuff. Well, hopefully he's up in Edmonton and uh, we could talk to him when he's when he's up here. That's going to be pretty fun. Uh, a couple more for you. Durant Carter checking in tonight on uh, Inside Sports. I, I asked you a little bit about Chris Jones earlier. He He's often described as a player's coach. Uh, I, I mean, when the day he was hired, I went to the news conference and there were, there were players there from the 2015 championship team that won the Grey Cup that were, uh, some of them were retired, but they're saying we're, we're glad he's back. What what is it with Chris Jones? What's that connection and that loyalty he inspires? Uh, man, in uh, in football, uh, behind the scenes, you know, one thing that that you don't really get is honesty. You know, any day can be your last. And Coach Jones sort of bring, brings all of the honesty, the brutal truth, <laughs> as some would say, 
but as a player, you have to you have to respect that. Uh, you know, he tells you exactly what he needs from you, uh, exactly what you need to do to you know to be successful, to help the team be successful, and, and it's your job as a player to do it. And you know, when uh, when you're allowed to be yourself and you know be the player that you need to be, um, you know, it brings a sort of a relaxed. Uh, play to the teams that he has. And, yeah, you can always see, you know, his players are always ready to go. When are you going to come up to Edmonton? Do you know yet? Uh, man, um, early May. I'm trying – I would like to get there a little bit before training camp and get situated in, every, any, in everything. Okay. Well, you know all about the CFL and about Canada, so I, I don't have to remind you when you get here, the weather is going to be quite nice, and then it's going to get even better. And then it's going to hit Labor Day. You're going to have a really big game on Labor Day. And then, you know, you got to have the warm clothes ready for after Labor Day. I assume you got those ready to go already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Layers, man. Layers, man. That, that's, my, that's my goal. I always what, have the layers on. What's the coldest game you ever played in? Was it in Canada or was it somewhere else? Man, coldest game I, I ever played in. It was against Edmonton in Saskatchewan, though, uh, 2017. Um, it was a crucial game, a, a crucial game too. It was freezing, it was raining, uh, man, and it was back and forth game. I was on defense at the time, and I remember uh, just trying to Mike Riley. They were running the ball, and Mike Riley was getting all these quarterback sneaks and forcing me to be out there. And oh my gosh, it was the worst game. I couldn't even focus on on the plays. It was so cold. Oh jeez! Well, yeah, it sounds. It, it, it probably would have been more comfortable if it just would have snowed instead of raining. That probably made it worse. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it was brick, brick cold out there. Coach Jones, you know, he's famous for only wearing one shirt. His face was was tomato red. <laughs> All right. Well, Duran, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, you know, a lot of Elks fans are getting excited with the new uh, new regime and hoping to have a bounce-back season. And, of course, we hope you're a big part of that. Thank you so much for checking in tonight. All the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is uh, Deron Carter, now of the Edmonton Elks, and uh, he, he said it there. And I'm sure if you follow the CFL, you know his history. And he said, look, I, I feel like I've been misrepresented a little bit, maybe been made out to be a villain where I'm not. So that's going to be a storyline for him uh, him as well. But, I mean, an incredible athlete. And, of course, Chris Carter's father was an awesome receiver in the NFL. But he is coming in as a defensive back here to Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. So that was Deron Carter of your Edmonton Elks. It was a week ago yesterday that CFL free agency opened. A lot of movement, of course. The Elks added a lot of players, and watching it all from his home in California was Elks quarterback Nick Arbuckle probably the most I've looked at my phone or most frequently I've checked my phone in a long time during one day. Uh, just a lot of exciting news, not just with our team. Of course, we signed some really good players um, and, you know, really excited for how we're building our roster, but just around the league in general, you know, it's so much fun to kind of see how the different teams around the league rebuild themselves. And, you know, a lot of players that I've made relationships with seeing where they land and um, seeing some of the players that we're going to be playing against. So, all in all, you know, Tuesday was really fun. 
Now, one of the biggest names the Elks signed was receiver Kenny Lawler, who led the league in receiving yards in 2021. Arbuckle says they have a history. We first met at the BC Lions minicamp um, before the 2018 season, um, before the 2018 training camp. And, um, and neither of us actually made the team there, but we, we met and we, we talked, we threw, we hung out a little bit because we were both from California as we had that kind of connection. Um, and then, you know, a long road for both of us to kind of go in uh, throughout the league and he's had a ton of success. And, um, you know, we find each other uh, reuniting together with the same coaches too that were honestly there in BC with uh, Coach Howell and Coach Jackson. And Arbuckle saying that both he and Lawler are in California, not living that far apart, so they will be working out together over the offseason. At least once a week here, um, and then probably as we get closer to training camp more frequently. Um, I mean, it's, it's Los Angeles, so an hour drive can be a two-hour drive depending on traffic, but uh, we definitely are going to make that commute as often as we can to be able to get together and, you know, maybe get our families together too and stuff. You know, he's a, he's a great guy, a hard worker, and, um, you know, he's worth everything we, we paid to get for him. Yeah, a lot going on with the Edmonton Elks for sure. We had a great story coming up after the 7.30 news and weather. You will meet the first-ever female member of the coaching staff for the Golden Bears hockey team. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.